I'm Tandy. And I'm Erin. And this is uh, the fourth episode of Camden Cast, our Seventh Heaven podcast. Yes. Uh, in this episode, we will be discussing season one, episode four of Seventh Heaven. Uh, the title of the episode is No Funerals and a Wedding. And this is our first uh, twice a week insult, uh, in, in, in installment. Yeah. Happy, happy Wednesday, October 19th. Um, <laughs> So yeah, just I guess a refresher and a bit of a spoiler for uh, season one, episode three. Uh, Annie's grandma died. Wait, Annie's, <laughs> Annie's grandma. Annie's, Annie's mother died. The children's so, grandma. Yeah, the, the grandma, kids' grandma. So, all right. So it picks off. Jump it, in, yeah. Yeah, we have the cold open, which is gr- at a cemetery. It's grandma's uh, funeral, um, and again, Mary's wearing a ridiculous suit. I guess this is just her church clothes. I should get used to it. Yeah, it's like this navy number. Yeah, and they were absolutely trying to pass off this navy suit as black because the rest of the family was in black. Because it's a funeral, even though the episode title is No Funerals, but the beginning of the episode is a A funeral. funeral. I guess we don't actually see the funeral. They're just, like, leaving it. It's over. The the munchkins are still conked, as Matt says. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the opening, you know, uh, opening credits, title card, and... All right, you need to stop. You need to slow down here, because we... You've missed some crucial information and crucial lines that were said in the cold open. For example, we find oh. out... Oh, God! Yeah, I forgot Annie's father is, uh... He's acting up in this cold open. Yeah. Um, first, we have... We find out that Annie's name is Annie May. Yeah, we still don't know her maiden name, though. But, but she's know, Annie Mae Camden now. Um, and the other thing is, Dad has, like, Dad has some lines. He, um, Annie's talking about how she's happy with the service, and she thinks Mom would be happy, too. And, <laughs> yeah. and Annie's father goes, I think she'd prefer sitting here with us. Well, but, uh, again, there would be no funeral. Like, if she hadn't died, there would be no funeral, so she wouldn't have gotten to sit there with them so somebody had to die so it was her well, whatever we, we saw this coming they, they introduced in the first episode i didn't think she was going to be clearly there we're till, very sensitive to this death till, oh i didn't ah, i forgot to ask you first impressions again oh we we skipped over we'll just go, let's go for it now we we haven't covered my first impressions of this episode um overall overall i'd say you know I was really excited from the, at the end of the third episode about things looking up for Seventh Heaven, but they just sl- slid back down for me expectation-wise. Um, kind of storylines all over the place. No ghost references. No ghost references. Nothing about Demi Moore in this episode. Um, was, uh, yeah, I, there was just things, things happening that weren't really connected to anything else. Yes, this is true. Uh, I guess the only thing is, like, they tied up the, the, the grandma having leukemia and dying thing. So that's off the table. <laughs> I think that storyline is officially exhausted. Um, so, yeah, grandma couldn't be at her own funeral. I don't really have any... You know, this is one I was... Not particularly memorable, so... Um, all right, we'll get back into it. <laughs> yeah, so after the, um, after the cold open and after the opening credits, uh, just a... Oh, wait, I have to, yeah, so it goes back to the house, and it's like, you know, people are there bringing food and stuff, and kind of just, like, mourning with the family in the house, and I was wrong, Renee comes back, which, like I said, this episode is not particularly memorable, 
But Renee does come back, and apparently two episodes later from when we saw her, she's, like, almost about to have the baby, and we find out that even though she met this family and had dinner with them once, she sang at um, Annie's mother's funeral, um, and and she discloses in this first uh, opening scene that Lou, the baby daddy, and her father, who... We're not speaking, and as, as we kind of said at the end of the second episode, like, oh, they come to church, and it seems like we're supposed to take that to mean everything's okay. Apparently, it is, because... Everything's great! Because the baby daddy and Renee's father have gone to a comic book convention. Together. Uh, now, they went to the comic book convention at the Batman Pavilion. Yeah, I couldn't... I didn't understand if that's where the, the convention was, or if, like, that's, like, where there was a phone to call, like, to... All right, we'll I, still, I still don't... I don't <laughs> you think it was at the Batman Pavilion? I all want right. to think it's at the Batman Pavilion. I really want the Batman Pavilion to be a real place. I would like to go to the Batman Pavilion one day, if I ever make it to the West Coast. I'm gonna have to, like, Google it. Uh, <laughs> if there's a Batman Pavilion. If there's a, all right, so... Which, so, let's focus on the Renee storyline, then. So, Renee's... Renee's very pregnant... She's very pregnant, and, uh, uh... Well, during the course of, like, this, like, wake-type thing at the Camden house, she goes into labor, and she's extremely calm about it. Yeah, way too calm. And then I think, like, it's like she realizes she's goes into labor, sees Annie's reaction about Renee going into labor, and then all of a sudden has this, like, panic face. Like, it's a delayed panic. Uh, what happens is Matt well, yeah. ends up accompanying her to the hospital. Because... Uh, Lou, Lou and her dad are, are at the comic book convention, who, which is apparently far away, and the, they can't get in touch with anyone at the Batman Pavilion. Um, and this is this kind of... The, for some reason, the man who drove the limo for the family to the cemetery uh, is still there, so they take a limo to the uh, hospital. Riding uh, in style to your childbirth, I guess. Childbirth, yeah. Um, so that was weird, and also were they just paying that limo man to sit in the driveway and eat their food? I don't know. Uh, so, so we have a, a, what I'm assuming is meant to be a comical birth scene about Matt not wanting to be there, but Renee needing support because, once again, uh, baby daddy and Renee's father are having too much right. fun with their comic All right. books. I think, I think we've exhausted them. <laughs> they're, they're having too much fun with their comic books. I, I mean, guess. I'd understand. I Renee's think. dad was such a hard ass. I really, do. I can't imagine. Well, they him. must have bonded over. I guess yeah, comics. He must have been a, a fan. Brings people together. Um, we what we have is Matt. Yeah, she's just like squeezing his hand, and he's cringing about like having to be there. So because I don't know. Uh, and there's some. There's some. Uh, the doctor is. Really yelling. Oh, yeah. He's, like, screaming at Renee to, to put. I'm not going to do it because he was very aggressive, but telling her to push. Not, didn't, this, this birthing staff didn't seem very supportive. They were just really rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, birth, uh, the, the baby's birth happens. <laughs> the, birth, oh, so the baby's born. The baby's it's, a, born. it's a girl. We'll get back to that. Uh, um, but what the, the main takeaway from, from that scene is that Matt Matt's disgusted. <laughs> Man is disgusted, disgusted by childbirth. Um, well, he does call it a miracle later, but... Um, oh, he does, yeah. Yeah, he, calls, he goes up to Annie, he calls it a miracle. But the main thing that we get out of this is, which leads us into the other storyline of Jeff and Mary uh, for this episode, is that Matt knows what happens. Well, wait, for, we'll get back it up. Uh, earlier, before Matt goes to the hospital, Mary expresses like a desire to break up with Jeff, because we get we gather that she thinks he's clingy because Matt says to him, 
men aren't, Matt says to her, men aren't clingy, women are clingy. Which, what? Is another, it's like one of those, like, uh, another problematic, like, uh, the, uh, oh, she's different, she can talk about sports. Um, but yeah, so and this, apparently Jeff is too clingy. And, the, and this is repeated, like, mere minutes afterwards when Matt's talking to Jeff. Matt's like, oh, you're acting too clingy, and Jeff's like, men can't be clingy. Women are clingy. That's like the, yeah, so whatever, Jeff is too clingy, Mary's trying to break up with him, and I think they... Matt tries to salvage a relationship all of a sudden. He was very against them kissing in the first episode, but here we are in the fourth episode, and he wants Jeff Oh, because it'll be weird if they break up or something. He's like, oh, if you, you can't break up with my best friend or something. So now Mary and Jeff need to get married because Matt doesn't want to lose his friend or something. Uh, so Matt tries to give Jeff some advice about, you have to be aloof. Women like it when, when men act aloof. Oh, yeah, so Jeff just has all these like weird aside conversations with the rest of the family members to, to act disinterested in Mary. Uh, and Lucy... Well, Lucy, like, lets the cat... She's like, oh... Well, Lucy does the Lucy is the worst. Yeah, Lucy was the worst on multiple occasions in this episode, as usual. But uh, she, like, tells Jeff, like, oh, I'm sorry that Mary broke up with you or something. And and he's surprised. And then, I don't know, they unload the dishwasher together, and I think they break up. Yeah, that scene takes place off-screen. We were just... Yeah, the breakup is is off-screen. Although, wait, they had this weird... Uh, all right, so they're, they're, like, talking about how they broke up. In the love den. Remember, this yeah, takes in, place in the love den. They're in the love den, and um, Jeff, like, after they decide that they've, like, broken up, uh, Jeff, like, changes his voice to be, like, a very deep, like, I think, I guess what he thinks is, like, sexy, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to kick your butt in basketball. And, again, and we all know what basketball you know, means. No, basketball is not... Uh, well, and just the way he said it, I was like really started to believe. I was like, I don't think they're going to be playing any basketball. But when Matt gets back from the hospital, they are actually playing they're basketball. They're actually playing basketball correctly. So um, maybe the, the, the tide is turning. Um, and what does Matt say? He has this line when he gets back from the hospital because now he's seen child Oh, birth. yeah. He goes, uh, Tonight I saw what kissing can lead to, and I think you two should cool it for a while. <laughs> And what uh, Jeff and Mary do is, even though they've already broken up, they make Matt think that they've now broken up because of Matt's words of wisdom here about what kissing can lead to. Yeah, so I I didn't really get, like, uh, I guess they played him or something. They really showed him. But I guess that's the end of the Jeff and Mary romance. Yeah, I guess uh, other than I really honestly think that Jeff is another character who we will not see anymore, even though he's, like, Matt's best friend. Um, I really don't remember... Matt might be like, oh, I'm going out to hang out with Jeff, but I'm pretty sure this actor's stint on Seventh Heaven is at an end, but as I... But Renee, but Renee came back, so... Maybe Jeff will come back. I'm pretty sure this is the last of Renee. Well, I don't know if I trust you anymore. I feel pretty confident in that. Maybe I'm just trying to throw you off. Uh, (laughs) Um... Well, okay, so we have, so that's the Renee storyline we went over, the Jeff and Mary storyline. One of the other storylines in this episode, kind of like one of the cuter storylines, is um, Simon's search for heaven. Yes. Uh, What we, just a little callback to right after the cold open and the opening credits, um, because Simon and Ruthie are conked as... um, Oh, yeah, he has, Simon had some really good lines in this episode, yeah. actually, because, um, well, we forgot to say that um, after the funeral, 
uh, Annie's father just like runs away. He's like, oh, my taxi's meeting me here at the cemetery. I'm going back to Arizona. And uh, Simon and Ruthie were, were conked. They were sleeping. And when they get back to the house, they wake Simon up and... Uh, He's like, oh, where's Grandpa? And I believe it's Rev. The Rev goes, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Simon just goes, him too? And they have to quickly rectify the situation. They're like, they... oh, no, to Arizona. So, uh, but so he make so Simon makes it his like his mission, mission yeah. for this episode is to find out where Heaven is, and um, I think it's the Rev says, yeah, Heaven is where good people go. Or maybe it's Annie, and they're surrounded by love. And I just had kind of, like, very meta thoughts about, so if this is seventh heaven, is this house supposed to be where good people go? And Are they all dead? Is this, like, a, a, a theory now? They're is, this, actually... is this the lost, like, theory? Uh, like, the everybody on the island is actually dead? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you watched Lost. I was a very good no, Lost fan. No, no, I didn't, but... Uh... Yeah. But, so. like, because of this, uh, Simon has a lot of great lines throughout the episode about um, where... Asking people where, where heaven, heaven is. So, for example... He's just surveying everyone in the house, and there's, like, a lot of church members and stuff, so... There's um there's a moment that I wrote down specifically where he's talking to Annie, who's eating quiche, and um, Annie tries to give Simon the quiche to get him to shut up, and which, I mean, valid. He goes, and Simon goes, I don't want quiche. I just want to know where heaven is. Yeah, and he's also at one point he's carrying a clipboard with like these diagrams drawn, but it just says where, where, where with question marks, and then like an arrow and drawn. Uh, yeah, to like of where heaven is, and then the rev says the thing like, oh, it's not like Iowa or France. It's not in a geographical <laughs> yeah. situ- uh, it's a geographical location. Yeah, and then I guess the, well, there's the okay. So Ruthie once again says, "What are we doing?" Because he's, like, sitting on the steps, like, with his diagram and, and looking at all the answers people have given him about where heaven is. And we find out that Ruthie apparently has memories from before she was born. Uh, and she was like, oh, I know what heaven is like. I was there. Don't you remember before before you were born? Like, that's where you were before you... It was just... It was, like, funny and strange and she. Yeah, and then she has this moment, which I guess is supposed to be heartfelt, but I was just meh about it, where she's like, you don't need to know where heaven is because grandma's right here. Oh, yeah, I re- and then like grandma exists in her heart in, is what we're getting. Yeah. Uh, I just have a, so I think like that's about it for Simon, but I have a thing that I've like thought, and I don't know, talked to people about this, debated it, but Simon um, has like outstandingly like almost seems like bleach blonde hair. And I, I wonder, because as he gets older, like, it seems more and more likely that it was being dyed. But I don't know if you if you have any thoughts on that or if you know uh, if Simon, if, if David Gallagher's parents were like, thought that would make him cuter to have like super, super blonde hair. I don't know. I'm just curious about it. This really has nothing to do with the plot line or anything. But his hair is, is kind of absurdly blonde. And I suspect that his parents were dyeing it to try and like get him roles. And I guess it worked because... He was employed for 10 seasons on 7th Heaven. Um, I did not notice any of the hair. The only thing I seem to be noticing about the 7th Heaven actors is their eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, Mary, like Jessica Biel's eyebrows are kind of terrible, really. Um, so are Annie's. Uh, but I guess... Annie's hair is really bad. Uh, that, like, her, her entire... Lucy's just, hair is also pretty. Oh, my God. Lucy's bangs are, are very... It's so, like, boxy. And also when she... Well, there was the scene in this episode where, like, she has her hair tucked behind her ears, so her bangs are just kind of, like, hanging out. Uh, and it looks like they're not long enough. It looks like she, like, tried to trim them herself, and 
and did not succeed or just was too successful and cut too much. But oh, and yeah. the only person, the only other person's hair I really notice is the Revs, who has a very unique hairline. In that he's balding. Yes, yeah. in that he's balding, but in like. On the side. Like, Just yeah. on the side, like, his, his well, part. Well, I think he's combing over. It looks like he's, like, combing over what's, like, left. So he's trying to... The one part that, like, sweeps across his head is doing a lot of work. More work than it needs to, uh, because he's trying to cover, like, I don't know, the bigger balding spot. Um, All right. Okay, I guess so we should So there's a side on everyone's to, hair. <laughs> I guess we should get back to the actual episode. Um, so we've covered... Um, the Renee storyline, the Simon storyline, the Mary storyline. Um, I guess we could talk about neck. Well, since we're going through the ch- uh, children, uh, yeah, Lucy. Lucy, yeah, Lucy seems to be really affected. Profoundly by, affected by this, by but not Grandma's too, death. But not so affected that she can't tell Jeff that Mary wants to break up with him. She's still got to screw up somebody else's life and be the worst. Um. The only thing I have written down about Lucy in this entire episode, other than her being the worst, is um, the one scene she has with the Rev where she's sitting and crying in the hallway. Um, can we talk about sim- cinematography choices for this, first of all? So uh, It just shows, like, well, it's like a side angle of, like, her... Her hair is you like can't draped see over her face. her face, yeah. And then you have this this like weird <laughs> hand that comes out, which is Rev's <laughs> hand, obviously. Pulls the hair back, puts it behind her ear, and then you see this lone tear falling down Lucy's cheek. And I just I, I was like, what is this? What the fuck is that? What is that? Um, and then Lucy has some dialogue here, which she says, it seems like. There's a party going on, and Grandma isn't invited. And the Rev thinks they're talk, they're, that Lucy's talking about the party that's going on downstairs in the house, which isn't really Funeral a partying. Party. <laughs> it's just, you know, people gathering together, celebrating Grandma's life, blah, blah, blah. And Lucy, Lucy, Lucy's quick to fix um, the Rev's assumption here and goes, I'm not talking about that party. I'm talking about life. <laughs> Yeah, grandma, Grandma's exited the party of life too early. Actually, I, I just, I have, like, um, a, a note real quick to go back to the Mary and Jeff. Um, I was presuming that they were already dating in this episode, also because Mary's like, oh, I'm going to break up with him. But before Jeff finds out that she wanted to break up with him, he asks her to go steady. So, continuity errors. You or, know. like, what is go steady meaning, like, they're going to be exclusive? Were they not exclusive? That's, all right. That's like, a little too progressive. You're getting a little too liberal here. <laughs> I don't think that Mary was seeing other people while she was with Jeff, nor do I think that Jeff was seeing other people. Also, I started to, Jeff looked different this episode, but, like. We've been commenting about, well, I've been commenting about how I don't think Jeff is attractive. Well, I don't think he, anybody on 7th Heaven is attractive. Okay, he seemed a little bit more attractive this time, but he also seemed much older. Like, he looked like he had aged quite a bit uh, from, from the last episode to this one. But, um, whatever, we don't need to worry about him anymore. I'm almost positive he's not coming back. Well, that definitely means he's coming back. <laughs> Probably. Um, uh, but, yeah, so... Lucy thinks life's a party. Also, the thing with... The, oh, yeah, Lucy thinking life is a party is, like... I guess her she's naive, she's 12. I guess she's still having fun living. I really just I mean, I don't like her enough to tell her that she's very wrong. She she can find that out uh, herself, honestly. Um and then I guess what was it? Um just to go back, I'd like we're I'm just going all over the place now. Well, you know, you're going but, all over the place because this this sh- this yeah. episode was really all over but the I place. But also there in one of the scenes where Simon was like trying to figure out where heaven is, 
He's looking up at the. He's like, oh, there are no unaccounted spaces in the like spaces in the universe, so there's no room for heaven. So, I but Jeff that was... has the brilliant idea of saying maybe it's in the fifth dimension. Yes, Jeff, well, I'm gonna miss him, but he's gonna come back probably. Um, all right, so enough. I think that basically leads us to what the last two storylines, which deal primarily with the Rev and Annie Camden. Um, oh, these are weird ones. Well, I yeah. mean, not like, all right, not, not that it's any different from any other storyline, oh, that it's weird. Um, but what we have is uh, the Rev. Well, it starts with these, the, he, he's talking to these newlyweds who are, like, just making, like, he's just standing in front of them as they're, like, making out and feeding each other tea. Just fit, I don't know. Um, um, it's Stevie and Susie Q. Walker. Walker. The Walkers. Um, I made a note, which I don't know if anybody else will care about, but Stephen Walker, Stevie Walker, Steve Walker is actually, um, he appears again later on ABC's Once Upon a Time. Oh. And I don't know if anybody else watches that, but I noticed him immediately. And, um, You knew something about, oh, Susie was in Heavyweights, Yeah, Susie Q was one of the camp counselors in, uh, Heavyweights, which is a great 90s movie. It is, great film. Um, what year is that? I don't know. I feel like maybe that was also 1996. Oh, this, this is like this woman's big year, and that was it, and then she fell out of uh, relevance. All right, so the walkers, it seems like everything's all peachy, and then Susie is like crying in the corner. With uh, this tissue that has w- a lot of... It's like of- falling apart. It's, it's like just in pieces, and the Rev gives her a handkerchief, and I was like, ugh, handkerchiefs. Um, and then... Stevie, like, discloses to... Well, um, Susie Q thinks that... I know, we're gonna keep on calling her Susie Q because that's what they said when they were being all lovey-dovey together. I think everybody else calls her Susan. Uh, but, um, Susie Q thinks... I just wrote Susie. (laughs) Thinks that Stevie is cheating on her. And he is. But wait, he's not. Um, which we find out immediately afterwards because what does Stevie disclose? He's a... He's a tortured man. And the Rev's like, why are you a tortured man? He goes, I'm a bigamist. Yeah. Um, so you find out that, like, who, I don't, I think we're, so, I don't care about these people. Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> okay. we, I, I do not care about these people at all. We're here just to create conflict for the Camdens, which we'll get to, but, so then. No, it's really just a means to the end for the end of the episode, which we'll get to in a second, but, um. Yeah, so so then, like, the Rev is like, oh, what are you talking about? And you find out that this guy got married his wife before he was actually divorced, and the Rev was like, oh, don't worry. He was like, oh, Susie's gonna, Susie Q is gonna divorce me, and he's like, don't worry. She can't divorce you because you're not legally married, because you can't get legally married when you're still married to someone else in and these the, United States. <laughs> and the Rev spends, I want to say, like, 80% of the episode counseling them because then he tells this man can't even tell his like well not his wife um so they're like in in the house like fighting so you don't really see the rev because he's like counseling them and annie is spending the whole time like uh, she's upset that matt left to go to the hospital with renee and then that her dad that left her dad left and that the rev uh is, is counseling these other people and it's obviously her time of need so she's like in bed like oh i can't count on any of the men in my life we have a couple of scenes of her leaving voicemails to her father. Oh, yeah. she she Actually, Mary gives her, like, a piece of advice. She's like, oh, you know, when I'm angry at Dad, like, he gets up in my face and forces me to talk about it. So Annie, like, leaves one voicemail, and then she calls back, and she's like, I'm sorry I was so mean. 
Um, if, if we could just talk about Annie's relationship with her father, it's something that Aaron and I, Aaron and I noticed um, Oh, she keeps calling him daddy. Uh, and <laughs> Adults, oh. women should not... Like, I don't want to tell anyone what they should and shouldn't be doing. It just seems weird to me when, when this grown woman with five children of her own... Uh, keeps calling like and her she's father, like, daddy. daddy, and it's like said in this many times in this like very infantile like <laughs> voice almost. And there's just something when a woman like of a certain age is calling her father daddy. There's something inherently sexual in it. So <laughs> Which, yeah, I was pretty uncomfortable by it, and because it kept on happening. Um, but sorry, getting back on track here. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. Um. Oh wait, there's one other. Uh, we'll get to it. we'll get to it. It, it. it will become relevant. But uh, so yeah, so she's upset, and then um, I don't know where. Well, the, I also want to talk about the fact that everybody. Well, Annie keeps on asking the kids anytime she's with a child, like, "Where's your father?" And the thing is, he's been in the house the whole time. Yeah, he's been in the house the whole time, and also it's usually right when that child has been with their father. Like there was a scene where Simon brought food over to Annie. Annie asked Simon, "Where's your father?" The scene immediately preceding this scene was Simon talking to the Rev. Yeah. So the Simon could easily have said, "Oh, he's downstairs in the office, this, yeah. or he's downstairs working, or where, or he's just in the house." Yeah. But he just stays quiet on the matter. He didn't say anything, and they're like eating cheese and crackers. And it, like. Every time Annie asks where the father is, nobody knows where where dad is, um, which you know leads to some marital discord. Well, <laughs> well, wait. The rev. Well, all right, all right. So the rev finally comes up and sees Annie in the bedroom, and, and he just starts talking about like he's, his, he's being pretty self involved here. Let's be honest. Yeah, and he's just talking about his counseling session with the Walkers, kind of ignoring the fact that like they just buried her mother that morning. And that her father abandoned her. Yes. Uh, and she, and he was like, oh, the walkers are having some marital discord. And then she says, you're, oh, wait. watch out or you may have some marital discord of your own. Which is, dun, Woo. dun, dun. Uh, um, spoiler alert, they get divorced. Uh, <laughs> in this episode. No. Uh, well, so. So then he, he's like, oh, you're right, but I need to, I still need to do something. Like, fuck off. I'm still working. And and then he asks her for a white dress that she has. Um, and you know, I I let's take a moment here. Annie's definitely right to be upset. Oh yeah. Like you were telling me earlier before we started uh, recording this that the Rev has a tendency to. Oh yeah, this is a theme. Yeah, the well, I mean, it it comes up. We're, we're not going to talk. Not going to talk about the next episode yet, but it comes up in the next episode as well, where um, the whole. Uh, the Rev spends all his time helping, like, all the churchgoers, and, and the family always ends up feeling neglected, or they're like, oh, you, you know, uh, most it's, it's mostly Annie, because uh, the kids are usually like, get out of our lives, but uh, she's always like, oh, you spend all this time, and you can't take the time to, you know, counsel your own family, so... Um, and they, like, talk about, like, the nature of his work. It never... The, a minister's work is never done, so... So this is the beginning of that kind of, like, Yeah, theme. I don't think we've seen that before. I mean... Kind of in the, well, in the same vein of like the formula where like someone's having a problem and he goes and he like meddles. Um, that's it. He spends the whole time like trying to solve everyone else's problems. So like he kind of did that in the episode with Renee, except nothing serious was going on with his family at the time. Oh, well, it was because we knew that Annie's mother was sick, but like they just ignored that uh, until and she. And in this episode, we have you know Annie mourning her mother and the fact that in the phone call to her father, she says. 
I know mom's dead, but, like, it feels like you've left too now, and I'm all by myself, and the Rev's just too busy dealing with the walkers and their... Yeah. Uh, issues, which we really, we really can't get behind. Yeah, well, uh, she, she, oh, all right, so uh, he comes up and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're right, but I'm still not going to pay attention to you now, but meet me at the church in ten minutes with, like, this white dresser. Well, no, he, he takes it with him, but... And then she goes there, and the Rev is there. All right, we had a problem with this as well, because yeah. this is not a legal marriage either. The Rev is remarrying the Walkers, because we find out that Steve's marriage is finally, um, like, official. And they, they want, they decide, first, this is what their argument is about. Like, are they going to get married again, like, legally this time? Um, and, and I they, guess Susie Q, like, finally agrees. Freeze. And so Annie walks into the church while uh, the Rev is, like, going over the vows or whatever uh, with, um, with them. But first I have, the first thing I said was that this is not... A like legal marriage. legal marriage because I think I'm like I'm pretty sure you need at least two witnesses and the rev doesn't count and Annie only walked in near the end. Well, this is another thing. Well, wouldn't they? Or because it wouldn't be a legal marriage anyway because they still have to go and get like a valid marriage certificate. Like, how does that work? I don't know how like when people get married in, in churches. Like, what? I know you still have to go to like city hall and get like your all right whatever. I don't know. We're gonna we're let's let's not do that. What let's focus on the fact. Well, the first marriage was invalid. Well, yeah. So and this one doesn't seem like it it's as val- gets any more valid than the first one. Well, is. it's still not valid because they're only doing it in the church. But all right, this is I'm not gonna think about this too much. But I'm probably let's gonna think focus. about it a lot for the next like three weeks. But let's focus on the creepy exchange when the rev is like. Giving them the vows. So the Rev says, repeat after me, blah, 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 in sickness and in health. Susie Q says, in sickness and in health. And then you also have Annie it's mouthing. Like a perfect, it's like a perfect shot, like, between the, the couple's, like, holding hands. And, and over their shoulders, you see uh, Annie sitting in the pew. And, and as uh, Susie Q is saying the vows, she's mouthing them to the Rev. And it's just... It's like this and it's so cringeworthy. Till death do us part. Except it wasn't like till death do us part. It was till do us part death. I don't know. It was like I, weird semantics that. or something. Probably. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So like, so I guess this, like, she's not angry anymore because, because like, they, they they renewed their vows. Like some or sort something. of pseudo. Re- yeah. Exactly. So, like vow ceremony that happens so much so that like uh, later on um 20 years later and you're still still make a beautiful bride bride. like Uh, oh please yeah (laughs) um oh but this is when we do find out what grandma's name is oh yeah so when 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 the when the rev and and annie get back from uh the, the 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 church the the uh wedding um, the quote-unquote wedding. Yeah, Matt goes, uh, tells, reveals that Renee named her daughter after Grandma, and then Simon again, killing it. He goes, she named her baby Grandma? <laughs> um, and oh. then we find out that Annie's mother's name was Jenny, which you know, was not it's not, not, not a grandma name. Yeah, that's definitely not, I mean, Maud is I mean, what I, I imagine to be a grandma name. I'm sure someone out there has a Grandma Jenny, and they're going to pissed at us but well, we're already we're isolating so many uh, so many members of our audience within the first three episodes let's just continue doing it for the fourth and so on oh and then there's like a sweet scene first all right i had another note too um so the reason that ruthie moved into simon's room was because grandma and grandpa were going to be coming and they were going to be staying for a while and they needed like her bedroom um now, it's, like, grandma's... They needed Matt's bedroom. I'm still very confused about all this. I think... I d- did Ruthie have a bedroom? Like, or did she just sleep every night in the Rev and Annie's bed, and they were like, no, 
I, I, I don't know. Okay, what it was was Matt and Simon shared a room. Yes. And I think Simon oh, moves, moves into, into Ruthie's, Ruthie's room. room with the bunk bed. And now Matt has his own, own room. Yeah. Which is the room that the grandparents were going to sleep in. But but Matt was dislocated to the couch while the grandparents were there. Yeah, but we still, like, Simon obviously preferred to share his room with Matt. I guess because he wanted the bunk beds. That's why Ruthie is still in his room. Because, like, oh, and the whole time, Ruth, other than, like, saying, like, what are we doing to Simon when he's trying to figure out, um, like, where heaven is, um, she keeps wanting to sing the song that Grandma used to sing. And um, the Annie is putting her to bed, uh, and well, that's when I noticed that she was still in the bunk beds, and also, Annie does something, like, terrible, because Ruthie's like, oh, are you gonna die, and, uh, Annie goes, I'm not gonna pass away for a very, very long time, and I was like, you don't know that, so, I was like, you shouldn't be lying to your five-year-old, you like, keep. what if you walk outside and get hit by a car tomorrow? Ruthie, You're yeah, Ruthie the entire episode wants to listen to this song, Grandma's song, which we, ha- n- nobody in the audience actually knows what it is, or, um, anything. The only thing we know is that the first time that Grandma sang it to Annie was when Annie was leaving to Girl Scout camp, which was a point of contention between Aaron and myself. No, it was. All um, right. Well, I didn't know what Girl Scout camp was. I've been to Girl Scout camp. Well, so. and, and I was a Girl Scout, and I never went to Girl Scout camp. Yeah, uh, it was like somewhere. All right. It was called uh, Camp Camp Kaufman. It was somewhere in upstate. Well, we're, we're in New York, just that. <laughs> um, it was somewhere in upstate New York, and I would always go probably went like four or five years and but we would go there were like different weekends and we would only go for like a weekend and it would they, they used to have like this like mommy and me weekend which um so it was like the tr- it wasn't even like the troop I was in it was like people just like my mom and all her friends and all their like daughters and we go and so it that was, doesn't sound like Girl Scout camp to me it was Girl Scout camp that though. just sounds like camping we never well there were like nice cabins and there was always um like some some people were like very well at the end of the at the end of the weekend they would like give an award for the cleanest cabin and we tried so hard every year and we never won it and we definitely left everything cleaner than it I think that's like a boy scout thing like leave it like well I guess it's a girl scout thing too like leave it cleaner than you found it we would go above and beyond and we never won and I'm still but we also had this book of songs um and this song that they end up singing was not in it but there was there was one that was like a chant back and forth where you really see like which side of the campfire would yell louder, and one side had to yell "jelly on a plate." What <laughs> jelly on a plate? These are wibble not. wobble, wibble wobble, jelly on a These plate. These are not the Girl Scout songs. That and I then remember. the other, then the other side would be like Por- <laughs> "porridge in a pot, oh God. porridge in a pot, piping hot, piping hot, porridge in a pot." <laughs> My Girl Scout this, this, th- Those were in songs. That was, like, the chant to see, like, who could be the loudest. Uh, on You know, they'd split the campfire into, like, two sections and then give everyone their cue. There, there were other songs, too. I can't remember. There was one. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. There was one about, like, fast food chains. And it, oh, I yeah. Feel like you've heard that. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> we would sing that one. Yeah. Well, um, no, what about, you know... Um, Gold and silver, friends being gold. Oh yeah, 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 I know that one. But like this, it was supposed to be fun. Like I feel like we had to do that one at meetings. Like every meeting, oh. we sang that one. Well, my Girl Scout troop did not have Girl Scout camp, but, but we did have cookies. We had obviously <laughs> had cookies, but we also had um, square dances. We had 
Oh, we didn't. Well, we did square dances. We would do that in music class in elementary school. No, we, we had a, square we had dancing. We had our Girl Scout square dancing. We also went to the Girl Scout Museum in New York City, which was like there's a Girl Scout. There's a Girl Scout Museum. We have girl, to go to the Girl Scout Museum. It's like the history of the Girl Scouts. Wow, where is it? I don't remember. We oh. went to go see uh, the Wizard of Oz on Broadway, and we also saw the Christmas Spectacular with the um, in the same Rockettes. day. Well, not on the same day. Oh. Um. All right, yeah. Well, I, I think that's enough about Girl Scout, <laughs> about our history. Of if you Girl ever Scout. went to Girl Scout camp, please let us know. And if you ever went to Camp Kaufman and you remember jelly on a plate and porridge in a pot, I really want to know. Um, all right, enough. All right, so Girl Scouts. But this is the song, the song they end up singing. I feel like people know this song. Like It's like a popular song. It's like that one that's like, hello, mother. Hello, father. And they used it. The, the accents. Mada, I know, mada, mada. They used yeah. it in, um, in that, there's a... A, a, a flea collar um, <laughs> like like 10 years ago there was a commercial that, that parodied that song and it was like um, it was a dog at camp it was like a puppy singing about like how well the dog collar works you've never heard this? no I know exactly what you're talking about and he's like fleas ticks mosquitoes yeah. really bother <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe we can get a sponsorship from them <laughs> yeah oh god yeah even if they just like sent some free flea collars to me I would love that <laughs> I don't want to know what you're going to do with them I have, <laughs> my family has a dog <laughs> um, right but what, all right okay okay all right the point is, so that's the, the song they sing if you're no, familiar no, no, but with that before ad. the song happens grandpa comes back oh yeah so he can sing it they all sing it to ruthie but the grandpa uh, grandpa comes back apologizes for apparently he never even made it back to the airport he went and sat in the cemetery oh with, yeah and he talked to, to uh, jenny he told he told jenny all of his jokes and she's heard them all and she's dead um <laughs> so so he's killing it Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! No, uh, zero out of ten would not uh, recommend. I, okay. Um, but yeah, so the the episode ends with every like what well, with Grandpa Annie and Ruthie singing the song upstairs. Yeah, they're and, putting her to bed still, and then um, and then downstairs at dinner. My note on this was well, no, they're eating dessert because they had like oh. eight pies left over from all the people that brought food to the house, and I just wrote down pie pigs because they had pie all over their faces. They're like looking a mess. Um, but downstairs, the Rev, Matt, uh, Lucy, Simon, and Mary, and uh, like continue singing the song. Yeah, and the, the episode ends with them like walking out of the kitchen, and it seems like they're gonna like go upstairs and start singing with, like Ruthie, uh, Annie, and uh, Grandpa, whose name we still we still don't have his name. We only have Jenny, Jenny, who's dead, and Jenny, who's dead. And I had a problem because they walked out of the kitchen and they left. They this family always leaves milk on the counter. Um, and they always, they buy like full gallons, so it's gonna get sour, and they're gonna waste a lot of milk. And <laughs> so I get upset when my milk gets sour. So all right, so that's the episode. Um, As you can tell, it was pretty all over the place. Like I mean, this is obviously a recurring theme. Um, like small storylines that really didn't go anywhere. They, there was actual basketball playing, so we'll have to see uh, going forward. I lied about Renee. I really do think But now, I think this is the end of the Renee storyline. Yeah. There's no way she's coming back. I mean, I would love to know how the Comic-Con convention was for Lou and uh, Renee's father. Yeah, where the Batman pavilion is, if it is if real. If they went, like, if they cosplayed as anything. I wonder oh. if Lou cosplayed it. Because he doesn't know how to I dress. I would have loved if they, he showed up to the hospital, like, dressed as... 
1996, yeah, probably trying. like, was that um, Batman with the nipples? Was that happening oh God, at that point? That would be incredible if he showed up as George Clooney Batman. <laughs> like, oh, was that that? Or was yeah. George Clooney Batman in like Or like if he showed up as like Danny DeVito Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito is a gift. Or um, what was it? Uh, or just like any like uh, doing like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, oh God, who did he play? When he's like From chill out. Like any <laughs> all of the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't. I, I, who, yeah, he was like at the free like whatever. The, I I don't know. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Eraser is the first movie I remember seeing, and it's rated R. No, no, no. The one, the Batman movie he's in. Oh, he's the Mr. Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze, and he's got all those horrible ice puns. <laughs> like, okay, all right. So Batman. All right, we don't know. So, um, but, okay. So the Renee sa- story storyline is done, and I'm assuming we're thinking that the Mary and Jeff storyline is also done. Yeah, because I'm like I said, like I'm pretty sure I noted this kind of in the first and second episode, but I didn't say it. Um, they keep saying how Matt is uh, Matt and Jeff are best friends. Well, Jeff says that he's been coming to this house since he was six years old. Yeah, and I, I really honestly think that this ends that friendship because, from what I remember, like Matt, Matt is like a revolve. Matt doesn't have like consistent people in his life. It's like a revolving door of like both girls and friends, like girlfriends and friends. Um, so I'm pretty sure this is the end of Jeff. So the end of Jeff and Renee. So he's losing two friends. So he's gonna have like two new friends in the next episode. Um, so yeah, how did, as far as, like, the resolution of, if, if you think anything was resolved, what do you... I don't know. I... Simon was a gem in this episode, I'm gonna say. He's been kind of killing it. He's like the, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking Simon a lot so far. Um, he, like, the, the, the cute that he has actually delivers, whereas sometimes I feel like the cutesy scenes that are happening in other places fall flat for me. Um, I don't know. I thought, like, the walkers, I couldn't get behind them. I was just, like, annoyed with Susie Q and Stevie. Um, I, I think, I, I, I just want to, just to the point you made about Simon, I think that, again, um, going to, like, character building and things like that, we kind of get... So, like, Mary is, like, very chilled out, we're supposed to get, I think, just because, like, she's, you know, wanted to get kissed, but now she's, like, not that interested in Jeff. Uh, and then, like, Simon's very curious. We, we get that. He's constantly asking questions and wanting to know, uh, I don't know, about everything. Lucy's, Lucy, we Lucy's still have Lucy the being, worst. And she's being very sensitive. Uh, oh, yeah, sensitive and, and just, you know, crying all the time um, and heart being horrible, storming, storming away. Uh, so I guess characterization is pretty, like, solid so far. Yeah, and again, Matt, like, they, it was the first time, like, he didn't get in trouble. I think this is the first episode he hasn't been in trouble in, except maybe the pilot. I know he was in trouble in the pilot. Um, so the first episode, but him just, like, being, like, a solid guy and, and you know, doing, you know, being with Renee when she, when she needed him because uh, of the Batman pavilion. Um, I think my rating for this episode out of the heavens would probably be... Well, let's see. We gave I gave it a three, three point five the first episode, and then I think you gave a three point five for the third episode as well. And we hated the second episode. No, the second episode I gave a the one. Third, uh, second you, episode I gave one. The third episode, which was the last one we watched, I actually gave a five point five, didn't I? Oh yeah, I yeah. Gave we gave it a pretty high rating. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put this one back down. I think. I think this was probably a three. Yeah, I, I would say like a. I'll give it a three. Yeah, that's a pretty... Three out of seven. That's a... All right. 
So that's it for uh, what is it? What was the name of the show again? Um, uh, no seven. funerals and a wedding. Dawson's Creek. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's a wrap on uh, season one, episode four. No funerals and a wedding. Um, again, this has been Camden Cast. I promise you that season one, episode five. Yeah, you we, are so go- we, we we've already watched it. We watched uh, season uh, the episode four and episode five back to back. I have no words. You're gonna you're gonna want to okay. Tune in on Saturday. Yeah, really. You tune in. We're Saturday. What's the what's the date for that release? Uh, I don't know. The, um, it is the Saturday the after the nineteenth, twenty second. Yeah. So um, we'll like be releasing the next episode. everything again. Like, subscribe, download, rate us. Um, Camden like, Cast Show and Camden Cast. Yeah, at Camden Cast Show on Twitter, and then Camden, Camden Cast on Facebook and Tumblr. Um, and Camden share this with your friends, guys. Now that we're doing this um, twice a week, tell your friends about us. Yeah, do all that stuff. All right. So I'm Aaron. I'm Tanby. And this has been Camden Cast. See you next time. Yeah.